This is episode 35, putting connection with our spouse first. In this episode, we are going to be talking about mature themes, so user discretion is advised. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I am a social media marketer, writer, and a mom to three boys, ages four, two, and one. And I'm Tara Lynn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 10, eight, five, and two. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Okay, so I have a face balm trend face balm face palm transition into a high five today and that is that we just moved into a rental um for we don't know how long <laughs> and our I knew it was going to be like a emotional thing for our kids but also they're little so I didn't really know what it was going to be like for them because obviously moves are emotional for everybody but I didn't really know like I didn't expect them to be like oh our old house you know because they're just small and they don't quite care about the house frankly so there was there wasn't that my fight Cohen did express a little bit like he missed some things about our old house but I did just notice like this like anxiety tension like kind of everyone was a little bit more on edge for the time that we've been in our house, which has been a couple weeks. <clears throat> and so I was put trying to put all our things into practice even more and being more aware of like their feelings and stuff like that. And specifically Len, our three-year-old was really acting out and he's he's a very like chill personality. Like usually he's like the one I can count on, like not to have a problem in all situations. (laughs) And so it was hard for me because come to find out his, and this he's three years old and I can say, I've never seen this intense of anything from him. And he's on like a really intense age. Like Mm -hmm. he is just pretty relaxed. And I was like, man, Lenny can turn up the heat when he's feeling like he was, hitting and crying all the time and everything was emotional and waking up early and just like fighting with Cohen 24 7 it was very intense and it was hard to because even as adults moves are like mm-hmm. hard so Pretty I'm much the worst thing ever <laughs> traumatizing <laughs> so. so I'm feeling like oh the house is crazy I don't have time for like extra like I need you to just handle yourself because everything is going off the rails (laughs) handle yourself here okay (laughs) figure this out please (laughs) and so and I'm feeling anxious because they're fighting all the time and I'm just like oh this is a mess so I'm like okay like so that's the face fall it was a hot mess for a few days and then I was like okay what can I do to help him feel safe and feel connected so I just for the last, so, you know, for probably two or three days, I focused on, I'm still holding my boundaries. Like you still can't just hit everyone and I can't just play with you all day. Right. So I'm holding the boundaries of our life, but I tried to just connect with him in little moments and just change in my mind, my figure this out to, I see you 
Like I get why this is hard. I'm feeling it too. So I was totally empathizing because I was like, you're feeling the exact same thing as me. You're just three and you can't not hit people when you feel it, Mm -hmm. you know? So switching to empathy and in the, so that was like for two or three days, I felt like, and it's crazy because I was being hyper aware of it. I saw just his like reactions and his little problems he was having just slowly like tapering off. Like it was pretty cool. I was just like, wow, he dropped that weird hitting thing he was doing. And now he's Mm. not waking up really. Like it was just like slowly through building that connection and creating that safety. It just, he's pretty much back to normal after like three days, which it doesn't always happen that fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that is fast for a huge life change. Yeah. A move is a huge life change. I would say one of the big threes, you know, totally. And I'm sure little things will still crop up here and there but Mm -hmm. just that recognizing has really helped Hmm. so So it works into a high five (laughs) it works being aware and allowing emotion and all the things we talk about really work i love great example i think that's awesome and i love i love once you recognize that um in fact janet lansbury says this all the time that parents will say, I don't know what's happening because my kid mm-hmm. is really acting up. And she'll say, well, what's been happening lately? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a new baby has been born or there's been a move mm-hmm. or a big life change. Totally. And it doesn't seem like what they're upset about is that. They're upset about a, right. a cookie. Right. But it's not about the cookie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. this, There's emotion that they're trying to process. And you've realized that. So I would say that's a total high five. That's a win. Well, okay. So mine is a facepalm. And it is, we, uh, school just started and two of my kids are going to school and I'm homeschooling one. And so we've moved my younger two boys. So everybody has their own room in our house, <laughs> theoretically, <laughs> but my boys have started, they don't want to sleep by themselves. And I've told you guys about my youngest, how he was in a crib, but now he's out of the crib because he could climb out. So they're just sleeping for the past, for the summer. They've just been sleeping on the floor in their sister's rooms. <laughs> Literally, that's where they end up, There's right? four bedrooms, but yeah. four kids go into four one Four bedrooms bedroom. <laughs> into two bedrooms. So each girl is in there, and then they each have a little brother okay. who's just, like, tagging along <laughs> on the floor. Anyway, so, oh, but school it. started, and we, surprise, surprise, have, especially when school starts. I mean, we do stuff in the summer, but it's just a lot later. People can sleep in. Well, I don't sleep in, but the kids sleep in. <laughs> but during the school year, we have a very specific morning routine as you can imagine and so the girls are they wake up earlier like they practice their instruments and we do a little miracle morning and they have a chore that they do and I like to sit down and actually like have them eat breakfast while we connect anyway so we have a very specific morning routine so they're having to wake up earlier now and so we moved the boys into their own room together so Mm -hmm. they still don't have to sleep alone but they are and we made a big deal like my husband like made he like i came up with so cute he had like strong streamers and their favorite colors along the top i'm like anyway so he was trying to make it like this is a big deal this is a cool room we're now doing like our nightly connection where we read and pray and stuff into their room at night so like it's yeah you know this is awesome we all love being in here even though it's the hottest room in the house so we're all like (laughs) maybe we should do this in a different room anyway i'm i'm really expounding here need a fan (laughs) um (laughs) So anyway, so they're now in that room. But the, the, the face palm 
is that the little tykes, apparently their sisters were good at keeping them in the room. Apparently the sister was enough to keep them in. Yes. But the two small boys <laughs> together is not enough to keep them in the room. Carolyn, I could have so told you this. We have little visitors. <laughs> yeah. So we're like experiencing what Felicia's experiencing right now for years. But it's just started for me. They it's keep rough. coming in and knocking on our bedroom door. <laughs> To, like, say, you know, last night my three-year-old was like, I need to get my fit ball. He <laughs> calls footballs fit balls. He, like, comes in, picks up his fit ball. And, and he went back, thank heavens. But I feel like, I don't know, we're going to put a link to a YouTube video. His name's Michael McIntyre, and he's hilarious. And it's called People Who Don't Have Kids Don't Know Anything or so, something like that. And he says... Bedtime can be like a reversed terrorist <laughs> negotiation where you're like, just stay <laughs> just in the stay. room. I'll do anything. Anyway, oh. so it's kind of been, anyway, but then there's this one cute little thing that's like a little nugget of cuteness <laughs> in the face palm. Anyway, and I know this will pass and we're just being unruffled and take just telling them in. to go back to bed or I just <laughs> take them back in and it's fine. And mm -hmm. I know it'll pass. But okay, so my, this is, I was not in the mood for a little cute knocking. So I hear the knocking. I go, I open the door and my little three-year-old is standing there in his pajamas holding a little lantern. Because oh we God. have these little lanterns <laughs> that like we use at Christmas time and at the windows. So they're just like electric. Like, you know, you just turn it on. It looks like there's a little flame in it. He's holding a lantern, like a little huckleberry fin. <laughs> he looks up at me and he's like, I just want one minute suggles. Oh my God. He says snuggle suggles. I saw one minute suggles and he's holding his little lantern like Huckleberry Finn. And I was like, I must, okay, I that's guess. adorable. It's so cute. <laughs> so I went and I snuggled him for like one minute and he stayed in bed and went to sleep. But I came back and told my husband, I'm like, I could not resist no. the cuteness of the no. little lantern and it's the so suggles. <laughs> anyway, so there is cuteness mixed in with the oh. terrorist negotiations. But Lenny, so our three-year-old, he will wait until Cohen falls asleep. So, he has amazing stamina to just lay in his bed and start the ceiling for a long time until Cohen falls asleep. And then it will be, will be, you know, half hour into our show or whatever we're doing. And we'll just hear like these soft little footprints like down the hall. And he just like climbs onto our lap, doesn't say a word. Like he knows if I create any friction, they're taking me back in. He just like crawls on, sits down, looks at me like, am I good? Have I made it? And it's so, but yeah, I've prayed I've wished and prayed for Lydia or for a older sibling to <laughs> keep my kids because I, you know, like on the trip, we just went on a trip all together and they just all go in and stay in. <laughs> Except for that the on older the trip. Ones. Oh, my old. Oh, yeah. My older With ones. your older ones. Yes, they do. Yeah. They just stay in. It's like, this is amazing. This is magical. Except for on trips. Maybe this should have been my face palm. <laughs> we all slept in the same room. Me. Well, me and my little family, which means... Oh. It's not good. Which means my three-year-old was in our bed. Oh, not good. Because apparently, if we are five feet apart, that's... <laughs> and he can see me. Yep. And that didn't work. That's For all you experienced co-sleepers out there, props. Yeah, it didn't work for wow. it There was too many feet in my face, <laughs> and he would always... Like roll off, try to roll off the bed in the night. <laughs> so I'm like half sleeping, like grabbing him by his foot and pulling him back. Oh, it was not, that did not no, work for me. No. Not work for me one bit. My <laughs> oldest, okay, my oldest daughter, she always comes in. She doesn't do it late after we're asleep, but she, every night probably, comes in once, usually while I'm washing my face. Mommy, just a reminder, tomorrow I want to <laughs> shower in the morning, you know, so... 
just letting you know she has her own alarm so she's waking herself up but for some reason just just you know yeah i'm showering 6 (laughs) 15 see you then you know what i mean i'm like okay thank you for telling me that but probably every night she has something remember tomorrow i need to take this back to the library got it like she's just really into like reminding me about things that i before so she came in the other night we were watching stranger things oh you're all well, I know we're a little behind. It came up. out like a few months ago, but we're finally watching it and it's scary. And she comes walking in and it was one of those like, I couldn't push pause fast oh. enough because it was like, you know, in an intense part. So I just slammed the iPad shut and I'm like, what? What do you need? The demo going in. <laughs> I'm so scared. Anyways. Oh, that's so, yep, okay. we've had that oh. too. Bedtime um, shenanigans. Sleep is always bedtime is always a face <laughs> okay we're gonna get to the bl's nest <laughs> sorry for 12 minutes of <laughs> face <palming. laughs> apparently we're on one okay so today we're gonna talk about connecting with our spouse last episode we talked about connecting with our kids so if you didn't listen to that listen to that and <clears throat> so today we really want to talk about connecting with our spouse because we feel like it's a integral Thing when it comes to parenting because if you don't have well if you are feeling like you're wanting that and there's that rift between you and your partner then it's going to be hard just to function in life so we have just some tips about connection um from our own experience before the break and then we're going to talk a little bit about intimacy from one of our favorite um, therapists on the topic after the break <clears throat> so and also just as a disclaimer for those of you out there who are single and parenting mm-hmm. um that can there's stuff about connection that applies to everybody and there's some that really only apply to mm-hmm. if you have a significant other of mm-hmm. some kind so um we just want to let you know that we're thinking about you and yep. you can listen and keep the stuff in mind mm-hmm. or just skip this if you don't like it yeah whatever okay so we have some of our favorite tips for connecting with our spouses that we feel have really helped. And so Parker and I have been married for, <laughs> this is embarrassing because I'm the one who forgets, I think six and a half years. Yeah, almost seven. <laughs> I think that's right. Parker, correct me if I'm wrong. And Terrilyn's been married for 14. 14. Whew, hot dang. Yeah. So these are things that through different times, so through new babies, postpartum, are tips that really have helped us in keeping that connection. So our first tip is to think about them throughout your day and think about your dating days when you you were just like ah, to get a text from them. So try to send unexpected like sweet messages and thoughts because I find myself looking through Parker and I's text and it's like, can you grab this at the store? <laughs> Pick this up for me or can you be home at this time or we have this at this time and I'm like lame like can I send him something that's a little more a little special and and is a reminder that I'm thinking about him throughout the day Mm -hmm. I love that and this goes into our next tip which is to get interested in your spouse so we kind of and when I say we, I'm generalizing so a lot of you might not do this and you might be just amazing at this but for me a lot of times I get stuck in like the managerial part of mm-hmm. the relationship mm-hmm. and the household duties. And so we are going to link this podcast, but um, the therapist who we really love, her name is Esther per- Perel. Perel? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and she talks about how about getting curious and really being interested in your partner. So she gives the example of you go on a date with a bunch of adults and you guys are all chatting about, you know, maybe it's politics or the latest movie and there's this like rich conversation that we all know when you go on a date and we're in those kind of situations, even a one-on-one date mm-hmm. and the conversation is just like really good. Mm-hmm. You are feeling more alive and excited and you're loving the time mm-hmm. and so you're engaged. You're engaged without you're present. your phones mm-hmm. specifically. Yes. <laughs> and then so you get done with your date, you hop back in the car, and then it's like, okay, so who has pickup tomorrow after soccer? So her whole tip is continue that, those times where you're feeling connected and alive and curious in those conversations, then into the rest of your life. And yes, you have to figure out those things, but can you take a minute to have that adult and a live connection with your spouse mm-hmm. because managerial things are part of our lives. We have to, yeah. but I think the, the distinction is on our hierarchy of importance connection above managerial. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. You can't just avoid managerial stuff right. altogether. Right. But are you letting it take over? And I think it's easy to let it take over totally. the connection instead of always hold on. Let me think about this. Are mm-hmm. we putting our connection with each other? Are engaged? Are we engaged with each other first? Yes. Managerial second. And something that Esther also says that I love, it's about the concept of staying curious. And we talk about, you know, I love it because a lot of things we talk about doing with our kids, it applies to all of life, which I just love. The concept Mm -hmm. of being aware and present, I mean, that's really the key. But also being curious. Oftentimes we can be curious when our kid is going through something difficult. If you can come at it from a place of curiosity instead of judgment, that's always helpful. Mm -hmm. But same thing with our spouse. If we can actually stay curious about our spouse. And this is actually one of my favorite, favorite concepts. The idea that our spouse, um, because sometimes when you've been together for a long time, I think it's easy to get in like a, just this is so just the same, the same old thing, Mm -hmm. right? And, but there's like a depth that I think when we stop looking at, our experiences together as only new things, right? Like, well, I'm not doing anything new right now. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with doing anything new or learning new hobbies together. In fact, there's really cool studies out there about, did you know that learning a new hobby together starts the same emotions of falling in love? Like it like releases Ooh. the same hormones, which is that. really cool. So anyway, I'm not saying don't do new things because new things are great. But that I, I had a therapist say this once and I just love the idea that people like when it comes to just a specific new thing there's almost a finite amount of like right there's only so many new things you can do yes and then we do live in a world where there's tons of new things but (laughs) and she was actually specifically talking about intimacy yeah but um physical intimacy but that a person the inside of a person our personality the way we're growing and developing that is infinite because the person you're in love with is always changing. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. We're not the same person. Me and my husband are not the same. There are parts of us that are the same and there are parts of us that are way different mm-hmm. from when we got married 14 years ago. And if you can stay curious about that that part of your spouse, curious what's going on inside of their heads, mm-hmm. what's going inside of their hearts, then that is infinite and you have a constant flow of newness constant mm-hmm. because you and then with time instead of getting just like Meh, same old mm-hmm. instead it feels like deepness 
vulnerability and connection in a way that can't happen except for over time. So it becomes this actually like, wow, I feel comfortable and open with you. And at the same time, I feel curious and actually fascinating with, with, with what's happening on the inside of you. Yeah. And so you have this combination of excitement, but also this like depth that comes with being comfortable with each other that mm-hmm. really takes some time to get yeah. to. So it's, yeah. anyway, I love the idea that you can be excited about discovering things about the new person. And Esther actually says that's the energy we want to get into in general to cultivate connection yep. and intimacy. I love that. And I think, <clears throat> so our next step is to be present when you do get that time with your spouse and that doing that is going to allow you to be able to dive deeper in because if you, you know, just have your phone on the side. So as Sarah also says, do you wake up stroking your phone and go to bed doing the same? Or are you, you know, connecting with and cuddling with your spouse before you go to bed and when you wake up and it's so tempting. So one of our tips that helps with morning routines, but also if you're having this problem of, you know, you're scrolling Facebook right as you fall asleep and right when you wake up. Your phone hits you in the head. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To put your phone further away from your bed, possibly in another room and take those. It's the same thing as parenting. You know, we, we say like when you change the diaper, but just those little moments with your spouse. So you, you both are waking up at the same time to get the day going take 10 seconds to, you know, do a nice cuddle or whatever works for you, create those little moments of connection because we all are busy. So you have to be intentional. We don't just have all day laying around snuggly, mm-hmm. though I wish. <laughs> um, but and if you have, <clears throat> oh, sorry. You go. No. But if you have, I love the idea that if you're having time that you have set apart, say we have this little bit of time, Mm -hmm. even if we have kids knocking on the door, Mm -hmm. that's our time together, that I love that, that you're actually literally like setting a fence. Just like we talked about putting playpens around our kids' emotions, Mm -hmm. we're actually setting a fence around, this is our special time, so our phones do need to be off. And that's something that I sometimes I'm really good at and sometimes not very good at. Yeah, it's hard because it's a addictive habit totally to be frank but in our episode um called what is love from february uh, i did a little like ps at the end that talked about this because when felicia said if you wake up at the same time so what happens if you don't wake up at the same time and uh so i'm just going to share it here that i love i do one snooze in the morning one or if I can't, I try to make my brain just wake me up a few minutes before my alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't happen, then I'll allow myself one snooze. I actually have to get up and go get my phone though. Cause I do keep my phone far away. Um, but I like to just literally, so like my husband, Jeff is still sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, cause for a while there, we just had different schedules. Like I was waking up maybe an hour before him. So I would just snuggle in and just like enjoy the snuggle. So your spouse can actually be asleep and you can mm-hmm. be connecting with them. Mm-hmm. Like just Pull yourself in, mm-hmm. enjoy being totally present and think loving thoughts towards them. Like, mm-hmm. I love you, I love you, I love you. And I can just say those words over and over and over. Or I, you know, thank you for everything you do. And I'm just mm-hmm. saying it in my mind. He can't mm-hmm. hear me saying thank you. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Bad is like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank I give what? out all you do. <laughs> He's sleeping. But if you just say it over and over, even if I wasn't feeling that feeling when mm-hmm. I went to bed, maybe I was upset about something yeah. or disgruntled. Mm-hmm. 
if you like start your words, you're kind of half asleep. So you're just saying those words over and over mm-hmm. and you're half asleep. And then when I step out of bed, I'm feeling all sorts of good things that maybe I wasn't feeling the night before. So anyway, that's a great way to take a thing that you're already doing. You're waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're in the same bed. Yeah. And it's something you can do to actually connect that doesn't really re- require a lot of time. Yeah. <clears throat> I love that. Okay, so the Naox thing is to, and this one, I put this in because I personally think I have trouble with this, not laughing, but it is laughing, having fun, being playful, specifically when it comes to um, separating our, like being parents, are things we have to do, things that need to get done, cleaning, whatever it is, from my relationship with Parker to be able to have that more playful connection in this life because we've created, you know, we have kids, we both have jobs, we both have extra stuff we're doing and it's really, really busy and it's hard for me to just like, oh, let the dishes sit and let's, you know, snuggle or even turn on some music and like dance together in the kitchen or let's sleep in late or sleep in late and snuggle on the weekend i'm i definitely take myself more seriously so can you sleep in late and snuggle on the weekend when you have kids late as in usually wake up at 5 30 7 7 30 8 funny how our concept of of late oh my gosh my younger siblings come and they're like wander out at noon i'm like stop i'm ready for my nap (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) is the day over already um so take like being playful in our relationships i put this tip in here for myself because i'm definitely type a so things that can help if you're finding yourself having a hard time is sometimes when my kids are just like going crazy or like the day is a hot mess i just love to look at parker and have that connection and just like be laughing like this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing better than laughing during a tantrum. Seriously. When you're with somebody else. Oh, it feels so good. Because it does feel so good. Because otherwise oh. you're like, I'm going to, I'm going like, to lose skin it. Is yeah, like, and then uh, you start laughing and it feels so much better. Yeah. Like we created this mess and laugh about it. Another tip is if you are more type A to schedule in. So we schedule in date nights for sure to make sure they happen. But scheduling in fun things like, okay, so on Saturday we have all the stuff we need to get done. But right here, let's you know, go on a hike or, you know, really trying to schedule in fun. And then also we try to schedule in no screen nights. So that seems like it's taking away from fun, but it's not. It actually kind of breaks up the, because we love shows. So like our go-to is like watch our show every night. But if we can schedule in um, some no media, no screen nights, then it does help us build connection. You know, we talk and do just different things that we're we're engaging more with each other. That's amazing. I don't. It's hard. I don't know if I've ever done that ever. It's really <laughs> like, hard though. We yeah. We watch I'm, a show I'm every like, night. Oh, I sure. mentioned to watch my show, but it does. It feels good. Well, I think that's brilliant. <laughs> I may consider <laughs> consider the possibility of perhaps. <laughs> I'm 100% maybe. sure that there's a possibility <laughs> that I might bring that up and talk about maybe trying. Anyway, but I love it. I love that that's a way to connect. And this, I love this too, because we talked last time about one-on-one time with our kids. Mm-hmm. 
one-on-one -on -one time is the way to truly connect. It is. So totally. you got to schedule time anybody. for it. Or I'll yeah. Just it up. Yep. And it also gives you a sense of, we know from research that it helps increase happiness when you have something to anticipate. Mm -hmm. So if you have a date scheduled and that also applies to even like being together physically, all that stuff. Yep. If you can actually schedule a time, then it's something to give you to look forward to. And, and anticipation is part of enjoying life. So exactly. I love that. And on that same note, so Esther, so we're going to talk, we're going to talk about this more specifically after the break, but on that same note with being more playful, um, she talks about giving yourself permission to be excessive, permissive, and not responsible. And she's saying it, <clears throat> she's saying like, allow yourself to have no curfew and you know, not sometimes, Right. You know, right. Yeah. yeah. To, if you're but feeling you like, you're yeah, the adult. yeah, you are the adult in the house. You don't become the kid in your own house. Let go of some control. Like if you always do laundry every single week on a certain day, that's a great routine to be in. But if it's like, oh, I'm feeling like I'm needing some connection, like let go of folding that laundry mm -hmm. maybe yeah. one night and like meet in the bedroom for a little, you know, show watching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> show watching. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I love that. I love the idea that, of course, for, for me, I do love, I love schedules. Me too. I'm it a schedule me, girl. But there is something beautiful about realizing I am the adult and mm -hmm. I'm going to put choose. that to the side right now yeah. and do whatever I want, which yep. is really fun. Okay. And then this is a tip that I have that I've just started recently doing. I, so I have a thing when I want something from Jeff, I usually like to try it out myself giving it because mm -hmm. oftentimes what I find is the thing I'm wanting more of, maybe it's appreciation or whatever. When I look at it, it's like, well, I'm not even really mm -hmm. giving that, mm -hmm. right? So I usually actually try giving the thing. And what I found is actually lots of times that actually just does it. Mm -hmm. that, that solves it. Either mm -hmm. either I find it's something that, well, like all things actually, as I even say this, I know that I'm responsible for my own fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But there are still sometimes things where I want to ask for something. Mm -hmm. And then I also am okay, though, either way. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about requests. You request things. But then you know you still are responsible for your own happiness and fulfillment. So your yeah. happiness can't be dependent on them fulfilling your requests. But I still think in a marriage, there is definitely a place yeah. for requests. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the thing I, this last month, have been feeling like I want more from my husband is I want him to look at me like when we were dating. And it, I had just, we'd watched a movie where like the guy just kept, he was just like, the way he was looking at the girl, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like I remember that like... Where just like every time she talked to him, he's just like staring at her. And I know mm -hmm. it's a movie, so it's not real. But it yeah. still was like, I, I know what that feels mm -hmm. like, though. And I love that feeling. Mm -hmm. So I found myself in my mind, not that my husband doesn't look at me lovingly, but like, mm -hmm. you know, we have a lot of stuff going on. And yeah. I, I want to like it's catch him though. Yeah. staring at me across the dinner table yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So then, of course, when I found myself, so again, this is what I always do. I want this. So hold on. Am I even doing that mm -hmm. to him? And of course, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm like always looking at our kids. So just this last month, I've started, so I haven't told him this yet. Mm -hmm. So hopefully before he listens to this, mm -hmm. I can actually, anyway. Um, but I started just looking at him more mm -hmm. and he may or may not have noticed. But so like we'll be at dinner and while he's talking, instead of like try, like looking all the other places, right. I'll just try to like look at him, not just look at him, but like look at him with the look that I'm wanting. Mm -hmm. That like mm -hmm. you are the center right mm -hmm. now of just, I could just stare at your face, you yeah. know, the curve of your cheek, whatever, mm -hmm. all the things, mm -hmm. the way your mouth moves. 
And as I've done that, it actually has made me, first of all, I actually find him more attractive and more handsome because when you stare at somebody with love in your eyes, they Mm -hmm. actually become more like their face, I swear, becomes more attractive. Sorry, I just hit the microphone. I'm getting like all into it. (laughs) But um, but anyway, but I've like really enjoyed just Mm -hmm. for what it's done for me. I love that. Looking at him. So that's just a tip if you want to try it out. We've mentioned this book before, but in Glennon Doyle's book, Love Warrior, she talks about, so you should just read the book because there's a lot but basically her and her husband are in a point of like they're going they're separated i think at this point but they're trying to work on things yeah and she She goes been cheating cheating on her yeah and she found out so they were recovering from trauma Mm -hmm. and she goes to so this is the one we mentioned where she's starting to try to like feel things in her body again like taste food and actually feel feelings and she goes to her kids soccer games and her husband is the coach and she sees like basically other like moms and different people kind of like checking him out and they came up to her and they're like oh coach what's his name mark i, I think or whatever you know so hot or whatever and she just see so all of a sudden her she sees him through these eyes so like the fresh eyes like the dating eyes and she's just like oh my gosh yes like he is you know so hot and i remember those feelings of when we were first dating so if you can cultivate that and then like we talked about before then in connection with your you know long-term deep relationship i mean can't get better than that so i love that tip that's really good okay so we're gonna take a break and then we'll come back with some more tips on connection When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so in this section, we are going to be talking about connecting with our significant other through physical intimacy. So this is, I know, a very personal subject, and so we're going to try to be tasteful about it. But um, I just want to give a little disclaimer before we talk about connecting in this way. And that is, uh, I know that tons of our, I mean, just statistically speaking, we're going to have a huge chunk of our listeners who maybe just had a baby or, you know, so you're just trying to survive or um, specifically what I'm really want you guys to know that I'm very aware of is that I know there's probably a lot of people who are listening to this who either have childhood trauma they're trying to heal from that's connected with sex or um, also recovering from trauma in their marriage, so a betrayal trauma of any kind, or where you're dealing with mistrust or things like that. So I just want to know, you guys all to know, first of all, that we're aware of that, that there are probably a lot of you listening who are like, how can I even be present and aware and cultivating this relationship if I'm feeling hurt for Mm -hmm. one reason or another? And so we just want you to know that, first of all, healing is always 
possible mm-hmm. and um, that there still are ways to have wonderful relationships after trauma. So, mm-hmm. but if you're dealing specifically with childhood trauma or betrayal trauma, that Felicia and I are not therapists. Mm-hmm. We're not marriage therapists certified. And so I, I totally recommend there are so many great tools. We'll link in the show notes to this. We'll link our favorite therapists who have podcasts Mm -hmm. and all sorts of things you can listen to. But also I think it's really helpful to see a therapist also just with you and your spouse or just you or whatever for healing because they can really help you with your individual relationship and and get that feeling of vulnerability and safety back into this. So Mm -hmm. we just want to put out that disclaimer that there is more help than just this that's possible and uh, but we do have a few things here that might help you Mm -hmm. and but this what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be speaking in a lot of generalities Mm -hmm. yeah so generally this or generally this then there's still a lot of great tips in it Mm -hmm. but if you need more definitely get more because there's a lot of help out there (laughs) totally and there are people who are literally sex therapists like you go and say i need help with my sex life Mm -hmm. and they help you so Mm -hmm. anyway yeah and also we're speaking generally also with the genders in, all, in our examples. So if it's swapped for you and your um, partner or, you know, I think more commonly it's like sometimes I'm on the higher side of wanting. I'm My sex drive is higher and sometimes theirs, you know. So like these are also all general yeah. things so when if it you comes hear to us, gender. Yeah. So if you hear us say, say, for example, one's more pursuing intimacy mm-hmm. and the other one's not. And we say woman, yeah. your wife here, but in your relationship, it's the husband who's, it's the wife who's pursuing and the husband who's mm-hmm. not feeling it as much. That's fine. Just mm-hmm. switch Swap the roles. It. Yep. It exactly. still applies. Yep. Okay. So um, we love, so we've, in the beginning of the podcast, we mentioned Esther Perel. She is a sex therapist, has a fascinating story, has her own podcast. We'll link it all. And um, a lot of this, in fact, most of this advice comes from her and she's just amazing so listen <laughs> and also we'll link her as well but there's another therapist called jennifer finlayson fife mm-hmm. who is a sex therapist specifically for people who are members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints which mm-hmm. is the specific religion that we're a part of mm-hmm. and um so if you're feeling like you have a you have a specific and it applies a really well to if you're feeling like how do i even talk about this in the context context of my religion Mm -hmm. um she's so helpful and a lot of things we're going to talk about here she talks about too that are so so mind-blowingly amazing Mm -hmm. both really good okay so our first tip we want to give with um intimacy is to switch your mindset from outcome driven intimacy to to experience driven intimacy so what that means is I think a lot of the times, a lot of times we get stuck in that if my husband, again, switches around, whatever, but I'm speaking as a wife, comes up and is, you know, rubbing my back or kissing my neck, that that puts us in a space of then we have to end with sex. Um, but it doesn't always mean that. It, it should mean that then we can go have this we can have this experience together of intimacy. So that, you know, loving touch or that kiss or, or that chat together, that handhold. Connection of any kind. Yep. Connection of any kind is all in our experience of intimacy that might tonight or in a few days or next week end in 
in sex, but it doesn't have to mm-hmm. end there. And one tip that I love that um, I actually got from the people from Fierce Marriage. They have a website that's really great. Um, that's called the 15 second kiss. And I actually asked my husband, it was a couple years ago, if he'd be okay with this. And he was like, Oh yeah, I'm into for trying it. And it was, it's been really great. But just the idea that when he gets home from work, just to give a 15 second kiss. So it's longer than just a peck, but it's not, I mean, our kids are around, so it's not going to be like uncomfortable for them to watch. You know, it isn't like we're making out, but just like a long tender kiss, maybe like looking into each other's eyes, Mm -hmm. but where you're connecting and just feeling present with the person. Mm -hmm. It's a really beautiful way to connect and be present physically without having it be specifically driven for like a specific outcome. It's just enjoying being together because we enjoy being together, not because it has to lead to something else. Mm -hmm. And that's been one of my, actually my favorite ways of just staying present and connecting on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and not forgetting about each other. Mm -hmm. But it isn't because it's leading to something. It's just because I think that concept that you can hold hands or do anything and not have it lead to something else Mm -hmm. can actually really help with connection in general. Right, which is also connects to our next tip, connection, connection, which is to see intimacy as a treat for you and a treat for your your partner, but not a burden for you. So um, speaking generally here, but I think after a lot of times after you have kids and it's like they're touching you all day and it's like a lot of touching, a lot of kissing, a lot of holding, a lot of physical. Mm -hmm. So your physical bucket is really being filled up in the day. And once your kids go to bed, it's like, please just nobody even come by me. Like, don't even touch me. And I've, I've totally had that. And it is most often when I'm still like in that first, even like six months to a year, mm-hmm. probably after having a baby. Where there's so still, much, you have no personal space. Yeah, it's They're so literally much. literally an appendage of you. Yes, child. yes. And so, and it's hard because your parts of your body that are connected to physical intimacy are also connected to a lot of times caring for the baby. And obviously you've had some sort of trauma from having the baby. So all those things are connected. So this mindset switch for me, was game changer and that is to let yourself be loved and cared for so to let the intimacy the physical touch sometimes sometimes you know it's just the it's not physical but it's just a connection but still um let your partner desire you and be okay with being desired even if it isn't like in times that you're going to be having physical sex but it's like okay I can let myself be cared for and touched and loved it's like a it's like I you know you go to get a massage same thing like it's uh something that can nurture me my my partner's touch instead of like another kid like needing something from me Mm -hmm. so to change your mindset yeah uh yeah I love that Esther actually says she gives the example of when you're doing the dishes and say your husband comes up behind you and just like puts his arm around you and kisses you on the cheek or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of women feel like, like why? I'm not even like you're, you're misattuned. S- you're yeah. misattuned to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing dishes. I'm focused here. You're distracting me. Mm-hmm. You're just another person who wants something from mm-hmm. me. But instead, and I love this phrase. She says another way to look at it. And first of all, and I'm going to add this. 
I think there's nothing wrong with setting a specific boundary. Like, I like it when you do this, but this specifically when kids are around, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. like when your arms around me and you kiss the back of my neck, but I don't like if you do this or this because it makes mm-hmm. me feel comfortable with kids around. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying what you are comfortable with and what you're not. But right. if it's just that, I'm just coming up and I'm just giving you a hug and, and giving you a kiss, and there is that physical connection, instead of seeing it as a misattunement, Esther says, you can say something like, well, you don't have to say anything. You can actually just lean back and take 20 seconds to just enjoy them holding you. Or another thing you can say, you can say something like, thank you for holding that space for me. Mm -hmm. Do you still see me as a woman Mm -hmm. and not just as a caretaker and a, and a wife? Mm -hmm. Because she says there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people also that come to see her in her therapist's office who says he doesn't see me like that anymore. He Mm -hmm. only sees me as a mother. Mm -hmm. And not as a woman. So if you can just change your mindset of, if that happens, thank you for holding that space. Because yes. clearly I'm not holding the space. Mm-hmm. I'm so distracted by my to-do list and my kids that that's a hard. At this stage of my life, this is hard for me to hold the space for. Mm-hmm. So thank you for holding that space mm-hmm. for me as a woman. And perhaps I'm maybe not in the mood for things later on as much. But right now in this stage, but thank you for holding that space. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be open to the possibility and curious about seeing what happens and being open to the experience. Because she says a lot of people over decades <clears throat> that most people who have satisfying relationships later, it isn't because they have the exact same amount of drive. It's right. because the one person, whoever's feeling it less at the time, is simply willing to be open and curious mm-hmm. and actually value the fact that their spouse is holding that yep. space for them in yes. stages when they're not wanting to hold it for themselves yes. you know what i mean totally so i actually i think i got chills when i heard that part like yes like thanking them for seeing you as a woman while you're being a mother mm-hmm. because and then she says just like charlotte says it where you get into real trouble is when they when they're not seeing that part anymore. Mm-hmm. So value that. If they're giving you that, value that now. Because mm-hmm. I think it's way <clears throat> easy. It's so easy to see things as like a distraction. And I think mm-hmm. particularly, and I've seen this with a lot of women, it's sometimes easy just to lump your husband in with your kids. kids. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Totally. But he's not. Yeah. Or the same way around. If you're, mm-hmm. as a husband, you're feeling like, oh, my wife's just... Just keeps wanting stuff. Just give me to do this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just one more person, just like at work, just like more like a coworker, Mm -hmm. you know, they're just putting stuff in my inbox all the time. Cause that is part, I mean, we are caring for each other and we are, we are doing the managerial stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you can actually say, but, oh, but this relationship, this one is different. Mm -hmm. It's different than my relationship with my kids. Mm -hmm. It's different than my relationship with my coworkers. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give them, that's, one of the cool things about being my spouse, right, is that you get to come up behind me while I'm doing the dishes and put your arms around me and I'm going to bask in it mm-hmm. for just a few minutes, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. Anyway. I love that. Okay, so just to wrap things up, try this or not, which again means try this or don't try it if you don't like it. <laughs> but our try this or not for today is going to be to really focus on we say this a lot and I feel like being present, I feel like present sometimes that word is overused, but value, accept, um, allow the time that you have one-on-one with your spouse. So if you want to schedule in some, you know, time with no technology or just give yourself permission to enjoy that time, whatever it means, like go a little bit with them. Um, and then, when it comes to intimacy, to value that 
place that they hold for you and hold that place for them. So to see that time that you get together as a nourishing time instead of a to-do list or a burden. Mm-hmm. And one important thing I just want to add here that's part of every person who I've ever heard talk about the subject who I value, they say that it's important that we take responsibility for our own, own desire. desire. Yes. That a desire is something that we can cultivate ourselves. So, and that could be a whole nother episode on its own, but I think it almost just, just like we're in charge of our own emotions and our own fulfillment and our own happiness. Mm-hmm. And we're also responsible for our own mm-hmm. desire. And if you can take responsibility for that, it's just like anything. When you have two people who are doing Active that, participants. then mm-hmm. you have an interdependence instead of codependence. Mm-hmm. Two whole people actually connect better mm-hmm. than two half people mm-hmm. trying to be enmeshed, mm-hmm. right? So yep. anyway, it's actually, I love it because it really is the same thing that we're always talking about, mm-hmm. just applied to a different, really yeah. important situation, a really important aspect of our lives that a lot of times people don't talk about. Yep. And just to also add to that, I I love this concept too. So when Terrell's talking about um, that, so taking control of your own desire, so that's, you know, a lot of times we get stuck in these feelings of like, well, if you were only like this towards me, or if you only treated me like this, or if you only did this when we were kissing or did this when we were becoming intimate, then I would feel turned on and I would want to, you know, be intimate more. So taking that blame off, that doesn't mean that then once you've discovered your own desire coming from a whole place, you can't go back and have your suggestions, but taking away the blame from the other person, their responsibility for your desire. So coming at it from a, a, a place of wholeness when mm. you go to them to have those conversations. With healthy requests, right? Right. Because just like mm. I was talking about mm-hmm. with the like looking at somebody, if I'm going to mm-hmm. ask, so like I'm probably like this week, I'm probably going to say, hey, so something I would really love from you is if mm. you stared at me sometimes Mm -hmm. specifically when we're in a group and I catch you staring at me Mm -hmm. like I would love that Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with saying that I want this and particularly when it comes to this really personal (laughs) part of our lives that there's nothing wrong with asking and communicating Mm -hmm. this is a want that I have Mm -hmm. and you can actually say it and that's actually I love it because that's something that um Esther specifically says mm-hmm. that you need to be attuned to what you want so you can't even ask for right. it, right? You know? Yep, anyway, exactly. so And then that's a vulnerable place to be, to mm-hmm. ask for something. Mm-hmm. So it's, but it takes good communication. So Yes, exactly. Anyway, and connection. All right. Well, thanks for going down this uh, connection with spouse path with us today. And I hope that it helps some people or at least sparks your interest in the topic. All right, let's find the magic. Hey guys, this is Tara Lynn with my postscript for the episode, and that is after recording with Felicia, um, I had another phrase that kept coming to my mind that Esther Perel says, and uh, it's that specifically talking about physical intimacy, she says that nothing kills desire like a sense of duty for both people in a relationship. If you feel like one person is participating out of duty, 
um, or the other, you know, to feel like that yourself, uh, it kills desire. So when we mentioned the idea of being open and curious and being willing to see where things go, even when uh, you're not in the mood, I just want to clarify that distinction that there's a difference between being open and curious and willing to make the choice to be present and aware and go forward versus, you know what, okay, fine, I will comply out of duty um, because that is not the same thing. And one is connecting and pleasant and the other is not. So I just want to, I don't know, I just want to clarify what we're talking about is different than doing something out of obligation. So those are two totally separate things. Anyway, that's all. Thanks.